gotta understand something here. This music is the glue of the world. It holds it all together. Without this, life would be meaningless. so crazy about it's just music Welcome to Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. I'm Jim DeRogatis, the pop music critic at the Chicago Sun-Times. And I'm Greg Cott. I write about rock and roll for the Chicago Tribune. Today on the world's only rock and roll talk show, Jim and I are just back from four days and nights where we were living the rock and roll lifestyle at the 2007 South by Southwest Music Conference. We went to Austin, Texas. We're paying the price now. My voice is fried, but you're going to reap the benefits with some great music. This is Sound Opinions, and we're live from Austin, Texas. The reason we're here is the South by Southwest Music Conference. It's 21st year. We're right in the middle of it right now. Yeah, 6th Street, I think, uh, doesn't get nearly the amount of attention that Bourbon Street in New Orleans gets or used to get, or any of the great club strips in America, Las Vegas, you know, Sunset Boulevard in L.A. But this is insane. (laughs) On any given night, University of Texas, population of tens of thousands of kids take over. There's got to be about 50 or 60 bars in one one mile strip. And for South by Southwest, they are all taken over by the festival. 55 bars, 1,400 bands from around the world, 12,000 official registrants, and another estimated 40 to 50,000 people who just come to party crash. So in about a four block area, you have music pouring from literally every storefront, every window. It's a clash of cultures and sounds. It's saturation of music. You cannot walk more than a couple of feet without hearing a new band playing some new music. And if you can't be happy with the musical environment here, uh, you probably can't be happy with music anywhere because you're going to find something you like sooner or later. So over the next four days, we are going to see dozens and dozens of bands. We're going to boil those down to our best discoveries for you on tonight's show. We're going to talk to people from around the world in the music scene, get their perspective, and uh, give our two cents from being here on the scene. That is the Besner Lakes uh, from a record called Besner Lakes Are the Dark Horse. I'd heard this album a few weeks ago, Jim. They were immediately first on my list of bands to go see at South by Southwest this year. Mm. I knew I wanted to see this band live because I was blown away by the record. What the record's all about, updating that orchestral pop sound of the 60s, heavy Beach Boys vocal references, uh, that Pet Sounds era Beach Boys, uh, the wall of sound Phil Spector, updated for a modern guitar-based band out of Montreal. They did it wonderfully on record, wanted to see if they could pull it off live. They did indeed. Uh, the band is uh, live is centered around uh, the two vocalists, Jace Lazik and Olga Gorius, uh, husband and wife. He, the singer, songwriter, guitar player in the band. She, the bassist and singer in the band, as well as songwriter. Wonderful harmonies. He's singing the high harmonies, kind of a Brian Wilson fragile, boyish tenor voice rising above, and being able to pull that off live amid this maelstrom of sound, I thought was really impressive. One of the best things I saw at South by Southwest. I think the word maelstrom is a little better than what I heard of their set. <laughs> they didn't they didn't slay me, but you're at an advantage. You listen to the record, and I haven't yet. Lay something on us from the record. Centerpiece of the album is this track called Devastation. Blew me away live. A little more aggressive live with the guitars more heavy, but on record, it's a, it's a wonderful track as well. Just keeps building and building and building. 
Devastation from Besner Lakes on Sound Opinions. is devastation from Besnard Lakes, and I was devastated by this band in a good way at South by Southwest. Jim, what's uh, your first choice? This is a true discovery that I happened upon. I did not know the record at all. I didn't know the band. I was going to see another act. I got there for the last like three or four songs, and the whole rest of the weekend, I was kicking myself that I hadn't seen more of this band. They came all the way from Manchester to play for 40 minutes. They weren't doing any other showcases. Now, a lot of the bands were playing several showcases and several parties. I didn't have any other chance to see these guys. They're called Bonebox, Manchester, England. And holy cow, I met one of the roadies. Uh, he gave me the album. It's blown me away. Absolutely killer stuff. You are a Tom Waits fan. The English press has been going gonzo. Uh, Let me just read what the BBC said about this record. It was like The Master and Margarita, filmed by Glenn Ford and scripted by Tom Waits with executive producer Leonard Cohen. I don't know what that means, but it sounds good. (laughs) It's a lot of stuff you like, right? You know, the English press always goes over the top. What we've got here is, is a Manchester take on Southern Gothic rock murder ballads, heavy Sturm und Drang, but beautiful stuff with the horns coming in and violins and this killer baritone vocal, which is the main singer-songwriter. I gather that Bonebox is as many people as he can corral to play with him at any given time, and he plays in all sorts of different guises. On the album, it's just wonderful. It's big. It, it's It's got all these different elements. Death of a Prize Fighter. It's sort of a concept record, and I wanted to play a track uh, from that, which I got to see him play live. It just blew me away. It's called Dragging Wires. <laughs> i 
my money dwindled down And the other guys drinking bottled sauce Pouring more and more And science free flows through Mr. Rose To us down as My irrational drives Gripped iron side Meet myself and lies Stretching out in time So I'm dragging wires Starting fires Just fine box dragging wires i'm satisfied you got this big grin on your face you're hearing all the things you love tinder sticks tom waits right uh, but a little bit of calexico with that mariachi uh, horn in there the thing i the thing i left out is that these guys all look like bricklayers <laughs> they all look like like rugby players or something they were they were big they were ugly they had weird scars and stuff <laughs> they did not look like beautiful music should be coming out and it was that that wonderful thing that tom waits you know tries to do but i don't think does very well anymore that sweet and sour mix and I, I love these guys all right it's time for a little heavy metal here at south by southwest thursday night second night of the conference relapse one of the most respected metal labels in the country is having a showcase in room 710 which is uh, like the premier metal club in austin and uh 10 o'clock slot is occupied by a chicago band minsk m-i-n-s-k a lot of people have been talking about them and uh, i love the record haven't seen them live yet, so we're about to do that in a few minutes. got out of Minsk in room 710. My ears are still ringing. There probably will be for a few days, but that was a, that was a pretty blissful uh, ringing that's going on. Interesting band. Quartet, bass, drums, uh, guitar, plus synthesizer, which sort of added a real space trance element to it. And then tonight they were abetted by um, Bruce Lamont, saxophone player from the Chicago band Yakuza. And that added a real spacey element to it as well. So this band is really about not so much speed but texture and this sort of ritualistic, tribal, psychedelic kind of uh, drumming and groove. Kind of almost space rock blending with the heaviness of metal and really a unique uh, take on the whole genre. And I think they're one of the most unique bands uh, in the metal scene today and I think they proved it tonight. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's go to 4th Street, dip down from the 6th Street hubbub. Uh, there's a club on 4th Street. There's a band called Deer Hunter there. Really excited about them. A great record on uh, the Cranky label, which is noted for spacey electronic music. Uh, this band Deer Hunter from Atlanta, they're coming at it for more of like a Spaceman 3 
vibe. Uh, great uh, band, kind of a predecessor of Spiritualized in England. Sort of a heavy guitar attack, but with this uh, trance space element going on. So we're, we're moving on to that club in a minute here. Pretty impressive, I have to say. Those young guys did a great job. It was uh, interesting to hear how they pulled it off. A lot of space echo, a lot of uh, sort of dubby treatments of the vocal, using the vocal as another instrument, like an effects box almost. Uh, the guitars were overdriven, and at the bottom was this incredible driving groove, very reminiscent of that Krautrock groove of can or noi, a bullet train speeding down the tracks through the night and all this cavernous echo around it with the guitars and the voice. A really impressive band. We're working on 18 hours now. Time to head home, start blogging, wake up in the morning, do it again. More music. Day three coming up. Oh, that's pretty funny. That's Greg in Austin, <laughs> Texas, during South by Southwest. You're listening to Sound Opinions. I happen to know, Mr. Cott, you were not on Psychedelics that evening, but you'd had some wine with dinner. <laughs> and uh, I think that helped lubricate your evening. I'm hearing that in your voice. Are you going to lay something on us from this Deer Hunter writer? It's, it's funny how we sound like war correspondents from We Street, are. You know? yeah. It's kind of like you're Our in the trenches here. continue to think that we're having fun down there. You know, it's work. We really are working 18 hours a day. I'm not complaining. It's we, the best job in the world. Oh, but. my God. If this is work, man, give me more of it. Uh, let's hear some Deer Hunter. I, I agree. I think it's uh, terrific stuff. And here's a track from the Cryptograms, their uh, album on the Cranky label. It's called Strange Lights on Sound Opinions. What direction? Hunter with Strange Lights, one of my discoveries at South by Southwest. What do you got for us, Jim? Greg, actually, I had heard of this band before, but I never thought I'd have the privilege of seeing them again. They were up at the same time the Stooges were playing, and I figured, look, the Stooges is going to be a madhouse. There was a big buzz about the Stooges reunion down there. They're coming to Chicago anyway. I'll get my chance to see them. 
and in many ways, the beasts of bourbon from Melbourne, Australia, <laughs> were a better stooges, or at least there are better stooges today than the stooges themselves, in the sense that they are still making great music. This was one of a number of bands from Australia in the uh, late 80s, early 90s that were dedicated to that stooges grunge sound. In a lot of ways, they preceded grunge and predicted what was going to happen in Seattle. Fellow Travelers were the Celibate Rifles, another great band. The band uh, ha hasn't done anything since uh, the mid-90s. They've been broken up. They made six cult favorite records, broke up, fell out with each other, have just come back together and put together a great uh, album called Little Animals. This is not reinventing the wheel. That's not the point. <laughs> the point is spitting, swilling beer, uh, sweating, uh, knocking each other over, turning those Marshall amps up to 11. They made my night. It was the perfect ending to, I guess it was Friday night. I know it's all merging together at this point. <laughs> all you have to do is listen to this song, and you know everything there is to know about them. This is their version of No Fun. It's called I Don't Care. Daniels, huh? <laughs> Sandpaper voice, anyone? Uh, yeah. Now you know why I like them. Be Suburban from Melbourne, Australia. Who knows if they'll ever be back? I don't care. We've got this record. I had that moment. It was perfect. If you missed any of the names we're talking about, we're throwing a million bands at you at this show. Go to soundopinions.org. Look at our footnotes. We'll have uh, more information on these groups, and you can use them as an avenue for further exploration. Many more bands on our voyage to South by Southwest coming up next on Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media.
You're listening to Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. All right, day three of South by Southwest. We just got out of Emo's uh, middle of the day. You know, I'm thinking that music's got healing powers because my back hurt. I haven't had enough sleep. And I went to see Girl Talk, and I was, like, totally re-energized. Greg Gillis, this laptop sampling artist, he's not a DJ. He's very specific about that. He's not a DJ. Completely had this crowd wired. Basically what he does is mashups where he, where he puts totally unrelated pieces of music on top of each other and creates something completely new out of it, completely wonderful. I mean, doing things like putting Clips, one of the new hip-hop tracks from Clips, into Blue Oyster Cult's Godzilla um, reminded me a lot of the early 90s Moby. Before anybody knew who Moby was, he was doing these one-man shows where he was just him and his keyboards and he was completely losing his mind up there on stage and the audience losing their minds with him. And, and Greg Gillis, the AKA Girl Talk, is the same kind of vibe. He should DJ, well he's not a DJ, he should, he should host every party from now until the end of time because he is the guy that can get the crowd moving no matter what the situation. And that was middle of the day, it's kind of a nice sunny day, everybody's a little tired, and all of a sudden this guy comes on stage and blows, blows people out of the water. And then following him was Peter Bjorn and John, this uh, trio from Sweden. We've talked about them on the show, hadn't seen them live, but the power of the live thing was a revelation because the record still has sort of a, a softer quality to it, uh, more har harmony vocal based. Uh, more song-based. The live thing was a total monster. It was. Uh, it reminded me of like the, the Who or the Jam in terms of just how much power they can deliver with only a three-piece band. Really thick fuzz bass, really filling up the room with sound and power. Really an impressive live version of what they were doing on the record. So those great songs, but with extra power live. So uh, it's going to be hard to top that tonight. We'll see what the evening brings. But uh, day three, getting off to a great start here at South by Southwest. Good stuff, Greg. I agree with you about Peter Bjorn and John. I got to see them too. Makes you wonder why they opted for such a twee sound on the album. Yeah, maybe the production budget wasn't high enough. I mean, it was their own studio, their own thing. But uh, they definitely had that power live, which was, it was impressive to see. And, and Jim, it just goes to show, seeing a band live really tests their metal. Yeah. I mean, can these guys deliver live? Once they do that, that can just totally flip you on a record. It just goes, okay, that was a good record, but man, this, this is the, uh, the real thing when you no, see you know, live. No, you know, my buddy Jim Testa, uh, who was the first guy who ever published me, a fanzine guy from New York, New Jersey, uh, we always room together at South by Southwest. And years ago, he published something in the Village Voice saying about the difference between club rats and armchair critics. And his contention was the people who only sat around and reviewed records weren't really critics because there are so many things and so many bands that you can't ever appreciate or understand until you're there seeing them live. Absolutely, and uh, my next uh, choice, Jim, is a perfect example of that. A band I knew nothing about, had never heard any of their music, literally stumbled into the show 
on the basis of the name that I saw on, on the <laughs> list of 1,400 bands, I, I go... I have one like that coming up, too. Yeah, Black Moth Super Rainbow. What is that going to sound like, you know? <laughs> 1 a.m., I'm, I'm, I'm heading home. I, okay, last stop before I hit the hotel. Was this the night with the wine or no? Uh, every night. Or the had, night with the had tequila. Had wine there involved. was the tequila that other night. <laughs> but uh, Chemicals or Not, this band was something that was intriguing to me, just, just on the name alone. Stumbled into the show... Saw the show, was going, wow, what was that? Went to the Waterloo Record Store the next day and picked up two of their discs, one of, one of which I'm going to play here in a minute. A band from rural Pennsylvania, just outside Pittsburgh, uh, has been playing this kind of childlike, almost nursery rhyme-type melodies over the top of these very, very trancey mm. synthesizer ba- analog synthesizer-based tunes. Vocoder vocals. I don't think there's a pure vocal in the whole bunch. It's all over vocoder. And it is it is the trippiest. It was the trippiest thing I saw there. I mean, the, the surreal nature films that they were showing while they were playing. Wow. While the drummer had this hoodie on and, and a beak, uh, this orange beak projecting from underneath the hoodie. I thought, man, if I was tripping on anything right now, I would, I would you, totally be fried. Was anybody from our team with you? Can, they, can this be confirmed? Because I'm not entirely <laughs> sure that you actually saw any of this. I did. It, it was wonderful. And uh, here's an example of what I'm talking about. It, the band is called Black Moth Super Rainbow. And here's an example of what they do. It's called Lost, Picking Flowers in the Woods on Sound Opinions. acid when you've got that lost picking flowers in the woods from black moth super rainbow all right all right i am here on sixth street with the intrepid sound opinions team it's 10 o'clock there's nothing to see at the moment you know there are 1400 bands that's the number this year in texas on these four days of south by southwest there's nothing here at this moment at 10 p.m however there is a band called psychedelic horse now having written two books well, one book, but it got published twice, and I got to rearrange it uh, on Psychedelic Rock. How can I not? I mean, you know, there's nothing else here. So we need to see Psychedelic Horse, okay? This may last 60 seconds. This may be the best half hour of our lives. That is the charm of South by Southwest. I'm taking- I'm taking- I'm taking- I'm taking- I'm taking- 
Alright, okay, so Robin Lynn, Jason Saldana, and Matt Spiegel are now ready to kill me. Think about it, these guys drove from Columbus, Ohio. That is like 30 hours away in a stinky van, and you saw how smelly those guys looked, right? And, and okay, they were horrible. They were beyond abysmal. It was, you know, this trio. There was nothing psychedelic about it. There was nothing good about it. That's an insult to horses, actually, to call it horse, horse effluvia. Uh, but still, it is inspiring. They are one, there are 1399, 1,399 bands more in this city at this moment. And maybe the next one's Nirvana. Come on, it's time to go. Oh, uh, you, you want to know what's really sad is uh, psychedelic horse pucky was not even the worst thing I saw. The worst thing I saw at South, because it's not all good, let's face it. The worst thing I saw was Rachel Fuller, who, as she reminds us, on the average of every five minutes, anytime she performs, is Pete Townsend's current partner. Townsend of The Who gave the keynote address. And, you know, it's really nice. Pete's in love with this younger woman, and she's an artist. She wants to be Tori Amos. You know, God bless you, Pete. I'm glad you're happy. But there's this weird thing going where every time she performs, he pops up to play just a little bit of guitar behind her yeah. or one Who song. So all the Who fans come waiting for Pete, except she is horrible on her own. Nobody would care. Yeah. I got to say that she was the worst. But there had to be something great after that, I'm sure, right? No, I know. Yeah, yeah. The, the whole Sound Opinions team was ready to kill me, but I dragged them to one, one more show and we saw what happens to be the best band from that Brooklyn new wave of new wave scene. You know, there's that whole dance rock revival coming out of Brooklyn, centered on Vice Records. These guys aren't actually from Brooklyn. They're from a place called Christiansund, Norway. <laughs> but they're the best band from Brooklyn, trust me. You know, that Echo and the Bunnymen, waves of echoed guitar, echoed keyboards, echoed vocals, everything. They got the echo machine there hosing it down, right? <laughs> Uh, but it's great. They knew how to do it. They played this song at the end of the set, and they built and they built and they built this giant climax. And then they let it die. And then they brought it back again. <laughs> and then they let it die. And then they brought it back again. And it was so good that we didn't want it to end. You know, it was like 1 o'clock in the morning, and these waves of sound are sweeping over us. Great, great stuff. You'll hear exactly what I mean. Drum machine, but they're augmenting it live with percussion. And, it, and it's just, oh, absolutely great stuff. The name of the song has come out. Their album came out just a couple of months ago, self-titled 120 Days on Vice Records. Here they are.
Norwegian dance rockers, 120 Days. The song has come out. Very cool, Jim. Um, you're listening to Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. We are in the midst of our uh, journey through South by Southwest. 1,400 bands. We are giving you the best, and in some cases, the worst of them. Uh, my name is Rob Kalick from The Changes, play-based. We're from Chicago. I think for you know all these bands, it's it's a great opportunity to just play for you know tons of people who've never heard you before. You know, it's rare to get this many people congregated into one area and just give them all a chance to see you. Every band plays a bunch of times, and you know it's it's a good opportunity. Think about how many bands are here. It's like everywhere you look, you know, ten band bills. It's just very competitive. So you just want to make sure people know who you are. Uh, my name is Paul, I'm from a band called 65 Days of Static. I'm from Sheffield in the UK, South by Southwest. Uh, before we came here, it seemed like something, uh, you know, a good place to meet like-minded people, that kind of sort of grassroots thing. We thought we kind of figured that a lot of other small bands, because it's about new bands, it's about finding new music, would come here. Although it turns out it's, it's more about money and power, as far as I can tell. Uh, my, my opinion of the music industry has been um, confirmed by the evidence available, which is that it's not to be trusted in general. My name is Simeon Hendricks in the band Downstairs, S-T-A-R-E-S, and we are from Texas. We love it, networking, all, we see, get to see a lot of our friends that are on tour, you know, everybody just kind of comes here for this week, um, catch up on old times, you know, tell war stories. We're not eating a whole lot, you know, we're eating uh, peanut butter and jelly and stuff like that, which is what we do when we go on the road, usually. Um, but we enjoy it, we wouldn't have it any other way. My name's Ryan Lindsay, I'm from Norman, Oklahoma, and I'm here doing my own Ryan Lindsay thing. But I've played here before with uh, the other band I play with, Starlight Mints. So I've been here a few times. It's crazy, too many bands. <laughs> too many people, but it's fun. I mean, it, I drive a Honda station wagon, so it, I get pretty good gas mileage. It, and it only took me like a tank of gas to get down here, so. It, and then I have a lot of friends that live down here, so that helps out. The, another weird thing about the festival here is when I come here and just play a normal show, I'll play a place, maybe more established, the bands usually come through like Emos or, uh, or a Parish or something like that. And, uh, you, I'll walk by a place and see like some stuff going on. I'm like, man, that, that place is weird. But at South by Southwest, it's like it doesn't matter. You can play anywhere. You know, I would never think I'd play at Uncle Flirty's. But South by Southwest, you know, it, it doesn't matter. You know, there's bands everywhere, so it's kind of cool. It can change the the personality of a town. Zach Hill is my name. I'm in a band called Hella, and I'm from Sacramento, California. My past experiences here were like a lot more focused and I mean it feels like it's got, I mean it's always been crazy but more and more it's just kind of more, uh, I question why I'm even doing, why I even come here, honestly. <laughs> it's like a lot of psychic vampires everywhere and it's really draining and the, I mean there's optimistic sides to it too that's like really fun to see people you only get to see once a year and stuff and like you know your friends and it's nice and the people that do appreciate it but you know, half the people that fill up your show don't even care about your band or whatever, you know. It's just weird. It doesn't have anything to do with music to me. It doesn't seem like creative in general. It's kind of just like about partying. It's weird. That's my take on it. 
interesting snippets of feedback from artists about why they come to South by Southwest. For the music world, it is Con or Sundance combined with a hefty dose of spring break. Yeah. You're going to have a varied palette of views, and you could change on a dime. I mean, you yeah. know, it could be the most miserable experience one minute, and the next thing you know, oh, my God, this is exactly why, why I'm in the music business. This is exactly right. why I'm in a band. This is exactly why I, I write about music for a living. Well, when you have artists coming together who otherwise wouldn't meet, when you have press people from one side of the world getting to hear a band uh, from the other or, 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 or you know, a DJ who, who loves to, to find stuff and play it on the radio, that's how it's supposed to work. You also realize you're part of this thing, whether you want to deny it or not, called the music industry. Yeah. And that is a viper's nest, as the guy from Hella said. <laughs> and you don't necessarily want to be part of it. I always wonder why more established bands bother to do it. It's easy to see what's in it for an up-and-coming band. They want to make their mark. Yeah, the Stooges playing a big showcase. Or, why? or, or yeah, Pete why? Townsend playing live, although he was promoting his girlfriend. To my mind, what was interesting, Jim, is I saw a little bit of a shift in terms of what bands were going for down there. Less and less I see bands shopping for record deals and more and more shopping for booking agents. It's yeah, not so yeah. much about getting the record out because getting the record out in a lot of ways is not that difficult anymore. You can basically upload it on your computer and you're distrib- distributing your record around the world. But booking that tour and playing live is really where it's at. It's, and that's really the money-making vehicle for a lot of bands nowadays. So well, they're trying to impress booking agents, not record companies. Unlike a lot of people, you and I actually go to the panels all day, which are in the convention center, and we try to get a, a sense of what's going on in the industry. And I think the recurring theme was that publicists and booking agents and marketing people, they're still going to have a job. Yeah. Whether the people who are actually making these shiny discs, Pete Townsend said it, David Byrne said it, we're two or three years from CDs not existing at all anymore. Yeah. And then does, you know, what do you need from a record company? Well, you still need somebody to book your shows and you still need somebody to publicize your album. Exactly. Greg, no doubt a lot of our listeners were down there at South by Southwest. We would love to hear their opinions about what they saw, about what we had to say, or about what we say any week. We can always take your feedback at interact at soundopinions.org, or better yet, leave us a voicemail rant at 1-888-859-1800. We'll play it on the show. Coming up next, more fodder for your phone calls on Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. We're going to be talking more about bands that we loved in Austin, Texas at South by Southwest, and we're going to follow Jim DeRogatis around on a Saturday night. You don't want to miss that.
You're listening to Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media. Greg and I are wrapping up our experience at South by Southwest 21. All right, we're walking down uh, 6th Street in the middle of the day. It's a beautiful spring day in uh, Austin, Texas, second day of South by Southwest. Uh, I've just spotted Jim Pitt, who is over there. He is the talent buyer for the Conan O'Brien show. And it's interesting to see a guy like Jim Pitt, who books major acts all the time at a festival like this one, because there's a lot of new and up-and-coming acts, so I'm kind of curious to see what he's looking for at this particular festival. Jim, what have you seen here that has turned you on? I've seen a couple of bands that I hadn't seen before that I've liked a lot. A band called White Rabbit from New York City and uh, a band called The Wigs. I'm not sure where they're from, but I enjoyed them a lot. When you see a band, a new band like this at South by Southwest, does this you sort of file it away for future reference? Like maybe this is a band that could potentially play on the show six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, or is this something that you're look on your, is on your radar now that you can say, hey, this, this band is good enough to play on the show right now? Uh, it's a little of both. A lot of them are people who have been pitched and I haven't had a chance to see live, and this is really my, my opportunity to see if they can actually perform. So, And then there are the ones that are filed away. The record's not coming out for months. It, I mean, it's always fun to sort of come upon ones that haven't been pitched to you to sort of discover on your own. That's an interesting perspective. Here's a man who has worked with bands all his life, and he wants to find the bands that have, have, he hasn't been pitched on, which is really a refreshing perspective. But that's one of the things about the festival I think that's uh, cool, is that there are like, what, 1,200 bands down here, a number of them that aren't signed, a number of them that are very unknown. It's amazing to me how many industry people go to bands that are already signed, that are already established, already have records out. Why would you want to go see those bands again when you have all this fresh talent out there that's that's what I can't understand about it sometimes. right I know it's it, it's become first of all it's become so crowded here that those hype shows are impossible to get into anyway so I don't bother with them it's it's a lot of fun on a day like this to go up and down the street and uh, check out who's playing at the day parties and sometimes you'll stumble upon some great stuff Jim Pitt a real music lover as opposed to uh, the industry weasels who are out in force as well <laughs> uh, he discovered this band the wigs from Athens Georgia and he loved them Greg, what is, uh, what is your next discovery? Jim, too many to choose from, but one band that I focused on is called The Comas. Uh, they're a co-ed quintet, currently based in Brooklyn. Doesn't everybody seem to be from Brooklyn these days? There were a lot of Brooklyn bands, bands there. Yeah. But originally from North Carolina. And this is their fourth record. Their fourth record is not out yet. It, it is about to come out. It's called Spells. It's the best thing they've done yet. And I'd known about this band for a few years. Hadn't really been blown away by any of their records, but when I put this new record on, Spells, I thought that they'd taken a step up, and I wanted to see what they were about live. Andy Herod is the lead singer in the band. Previous claim to fame, dated one of those actresses from Dawson's Creek. I don't know who the heck she is. <laughs> Michelle Williams broke up with her. The last album was all about this breakup with Michelle I've never Williams. seen that show. Yeah, neither have I. Now he's got a record which I think is just chock full of great songs. He's got a band. He's got a new drummer in the band. I think that's added some new energy to it. And I just love the way this record sounds. So I went to check him out. Did not disappoint. Band called Comas. And here's a song called Come My Sunshine.
That was The Comas with a song called Come My Sunshine from an upcoming album called Spells. Let's go follow Jim DeRogatis around on a Saturday night and see what he did at South by Southwest. Well, here's my dilemma. It's a little after 8 on Saturday night. I want to see the Pipettes, whose record I adore. It's this kind of garage rock meets girl group combo from Brighton, England. They're at 11 o'clock, which is what, three hours away? Or I can go explore. I'll have to figure this out. Right now, I would like to have a venue that has like couches. All right, here's, here's the plan I came up with. We're at odds here. The whole thing about having a good experience at South by Southwest is being zen. Getting rid of your plans, if need be, and just going from place to place. So there are like 50 venues on 6th Street. We're going to go to every venue on the left-hand side of the block, all the way from the bottom of the strip to the top, and then every venue on the right-hand side of the block. We'll see one song by every band, and let's see what we find. First stop is a, a club at the bottom of 6th Street. It's 8.34, which means the 8 p.m. band either ended really early or is starting really late. I don't know. There's a really nice rainbow Vista Light drum set, though, so I'm inclined to stay just because of that. Ludwig Vista Light, made in the mid-70s, plastic drum, it's, it's a drummer thing. Hello, everybody. We're going to start playing music. We're back from Boston. We're called Tossin. Thank you very much for being That worked out exactly the way South by Southwest is supposed to. Here I am, sort of despondent, and I'm being like, Macho, we're going to check out every band on the north side of 6th Street. We walk into the very southernmost club, and we see this band called Tulsa. They're from Boston. They're four guys who are obviously serious singer-songwriters, very much in the Wilco alternative country mold, but they've got two really unique twists, or three. They've got pretty much non-stop harmony vocal going on and the Fender Rhodes piano and some heavy serious psychedelic Pink Floyd guitar through the whole thing and they're really good I love the fact that they sound like Wilco but they have Pink Floyd guitar because that ought to really get caught going that was perfect that was exactly what South by Southwest is supposed to do we got there there's 20 people in the room by the end of the show there's there's easily 120 and everybody is really taken by this band that's I could not you're going to think I'm making this up, but that's exactly how it happened. The next venue down the street, actually it's connected, but it's outside. It's a tent over it. And uh, 
we saw another really good band. They are uh, actually from New York, from Brooklyn, from that new wave of new wave scene. They're signed to Vice Records. Those are two strikes against them, okay? But they really rose above that. They have this very intense front woman. Her name is Callie Holloway. And they're doing the whole new wave of new wave dance rock thing, heavier on the blondie end of the spectrum, with some girl group influence uh, at, at times, like Renettes and, and classic stuff like that. And it was good, and, it, and, and it, largely because of her intensity. All right, we're, I, I, I'm not good with sports metaphors, but I believe we are batting a thousand. Is that right? Your kisses are wasted on me. Your kisses are wasted on me. We, we have actually succeeded in killing uh, two hours, which went really quickly, and we only covered uh, a couple of venues. So uh, it's now time for the pipettes. We're not going to get in the venue, but across the street is this little park. And if we can manage not to sit in dog crap, we can actually sit under that, that big oak tree and hear the pipettes. We will never see them. At this point, we will never see them, but we'll hear them perfectly, and that's fine. So let's, let's see some pipettes, or hear some pipettes. Jim, you made it back just in time for the uh, pipettes. Uh, you're listening to a little bit of Your Kisses Are Wasted On Me, uh, first single in the U.K. Their album is going to be coming out in a few months. Uh, one of the reasons we were there as critics is that this is going to be one of the big releases on the Interscope Records schedule this summer. Interscope, the home of people like U2, Eminem, Gwen Stefani. I mean, uh, the pipettes are going to get at the big rollout this summer, so we were there to check out whether this band had any legs beyond what they're doing uh, in the U.K. Um, Jim, i got to say, I like the tunes on the record was a little bit underwhelmed by the, by the show. I thought it's like a spoof. It's like a John Waters hairspray kind of thing, and I don't think it's got a lot of legs. I think it's one of those things where you think, well, this is going to be charming for about 15 minutes, but is there a real career ahead of these women? I don't know. I, the, the record has, has had me hooked since the minute I heard it. I think this is one of the cases where the live thing doesn't really add much of anything, and either the music stands on its own or it doesn't. I, I think that the album does. I'm sure, though, that Interscope will ruin them. Let's hear a little bit more from the Pipettes on their forthcoming record, a song called Pull Shapes on Sound Opinions. That's the Pipettes, Greg. Pull Shapes. Uh, Going to make a lot of news in the year to come. It wraps up our South by Southwest coverage. Greg, what do we have next week? Next week, we're going to be looking at one of the most important indie rock 
uh, collectives of the last 10 years. Elephant Six, uh, out of nowhere in Louisiana, produced three great bands, Apples and Stereo, Neutral Milk Hotel, Olivia Tremor Controlled. What is in the water in Louisiana? We're going to find out next week. Sounds good. Got some thank yous, as always, to say on the way out, Greg. Sound Opinions is produced by Todd Bachman, Matt Spiegel, Jason Saldana, and Robin Lind, who did their best to keep up with the two of us as we <laughs> ran around Austin, Texas. Uh, thanks to the South by Southwest folks for uh, letting us haul our equipment around and tape everything. And uh, thanks to Tori Southside Malatia, our executive producer and fearless leader, who was supposed to come this year, but I heard something about a tequila bender in Tijuana. Well, I think he's allergic to barbecue, so therefore Austin was off limits. But next year, we'll next bring year. him. We next said year. that last year. In case you missed any of our recent shows, here are some of the albums we've reviewed on Sound Opinions. That's Florida from Modest Mouse, their fifth album. We were dead before the ship even sank. What Brock specializes in, these really quirky, spastic, kind of off-kilter rhythms and vocals. He reminds me of sort of a demented preacher oh, yeah. on, on quite a few of these tracks. I stood on my heart's porch thinking, oh my God, I probably have to carry this whole And at the same time, this really sweet pop too. A real sense of melody, a real sense of the sweeping kind of pop moments. This is a very well-crafted record, and at the same time, it doesn't sink in sort of like overthinking or overpolished production. This is a brilliant, brilliant record. It's one of my favorites of the year so far. I've got to say, on our rating scale, Buy It, Burn It, Trash It, this is a Buy It record. Yeah, it's a Buy It record for me as well, Jim. A great moment from the album Sound of Silver, LCD Sound System, and North American Scum. Uh, There's a lot of very inside jokes. He's having fun. Now he gets to put out major label records, and he gets to rip off blatantly and unapologetically Kraftwerk. And then I started realizing, wait a minute, there's also a lot of Bowie. And then I didn't even bother. I mean, there's there's, there's Bowie, and there's Kraftwerk, and there's those late 70s, early 80s new wave mergers. Um, It isn't instantly going to suck you in like the last one, but let the cowbell draw you in. (laughs) This may well be the best cowbell record in the history of rock and roll. For that reason alone, for the benighted instrument of the cowbell, I give LCD Sound System a buy it. I agree with you. Don't lose faith, people. There's some great stuff on this record. Listen to those grooves. The guy puts yeah. together the best groove music going at this moment. It is a different record. It's a quirkier record, but I think it's uh, in, in its own way just as rewarding as the debut record. I'll give it a buy it as well. On Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic. Now it's time to hear what you have to say. New messages. 
Hello, this is David from Chicago calling uh, regarding most recent show when you reviewed LCD sound system. Uh, yes, lots of uh, lots of apt musical reference mentions on there. How could you forget to mention the dead on Lou Reed connection on New York? I love you. It's uh, that that song is is basically perfect day. New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down like a death of the heart. Jesus. Where do I start? But you're still the one pool where I'd happily drown. And the cascading pianos and his phrasing and the way he's singing and talking about New York and it's sad, but it's a song. It's dead on the read. Um, my favorite song on the, on the album because of that. All right. Great show as always. Thanks. Maybe I'm wrong and maybe you're right Maybe you're right Maybe I'm wrong and just maybe you're right No more messages Give us your opinion on Sound Opinions. Call our hotline, 1-888-859-1800. We'll be back next week with Sound Opinions from Chicago Public Radio and American Public Media.